When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Caroline and welcome to My Big Idea, an ASOS podcast. This week we're talking to Gabby Gregg who founded GabbyFresh.com. Gabby started her career with a personal style blog and now has her very own cult following, a swimwear range, modeling campaigns and loads more. Let's meet Gabby and hear about her big idea. So here we are with Gabby in the slightly noisy ASOS cafe, the caffeine hub of our business. And welcome to London. Thank you so much. I'm having a great time. So... You're here for a very exciting project for Autumn Winter for oh ASOS my God. Curve. Yeah, and I'm so excited about it because I've always loved ASOS, so the fact that I now get to collaborate them is really awesome. It's great, and that's coming up in Autumn Winter, but we won't give too much away yet. Yeah, I think it should be out in August. Okay, brilliant. Um, so we want to know everything about you, basically. We want <laughs> to know how you began. We want to know how you become an amazing blogger. We want to know how you make a business out of it, and... All your advice for everybody that's absolutely in love with you. Oh my so, gosh. So let's start at the <laughs> beginning. How did it all start? Oh, it's a long story, but basically I, I'm i a plus size girl and it's always been tough for me to find clothing in my size. Um, I always loved fashion and I dreamt about working in like the fashion world when I was in high school. But Did you study when you got to university? No. no. I, yeah, I, just, I didn't really think it was realistic for me, partially because of my size. I also came from like a lower class background um, and I just didn't think it was accessible. And I didn't think it was realistic. Like I just thought it was kind of like a pipe dream. Right. Um, and so when I went to college, I actually studied politics of all things. Oh I God. know. And I kind of just left fashion as a thing I loved on the side. I kind of always was interested in reading magazines and kind of pursuing it as a passion. But did it seem I, quite like out of reach? Did yeah, it seem totally. Very elite, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I thought it was just for like thin white women and people who yeah. grew up rich. Yeah. Um, and. I think by the time I was a senior, I don't know what you guys call it over here. Is it called senior? A senior well, in college? I'm Irish, so I, I don't even know either. So don't well, worry. We know my you last mean. year in school, um, I still had an interest in fashion and I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. Yeah. And I started to think, well, maybe I can apply for a magazine internship and see what happens. Mm. Um, but I didn't get accepted to any internships that I applied for. And I graduated from college. And it was, like, the huge recession in 2008 in America. So I couldn't find any jobs. I was, like, literally applying to be, like, law clerks. I was applying at Starbucks. I was applying at every little cafe I could think of, and nobody was hiring. And so... Um, I didn't know really what to do. I was kind of depressed and I would be in my room like online and I joined all of these um, groups on the internet that were dedicated to like fashion and I found one that was specifically for plus size fashion on LiveJournal and I was so excited by it because it was just something that really resonated with me and it was the first time I'd ever heard of women embracing their bodies and like being really excited about fashion and I was like, oh my God, that's totally me. I've never seen other girls who are like me. Um, And so I was a part of that through college And then, again, when I graduated, I was like, you know what? I can't find a job. Um, People really seem to like my my outfits on this website. Like, maybe I should start my own. 
And so that's kind of how it really started. I, I started it and I made it all about how to find trends, where to shop when you're plus size, especially back then. Yeah. Um, it was only seven years ago, but there were way fewer options. There was no ASOS curve. <laughs> there was no like brands that were really doing plus sizes for the younger generation. Because I do remember even just growing up that yeah, anyone was like, that wasn't... A, What's it in, in it starts, the U.S.? It's U.S. 14. size 12, 14. Yeah, U.K. like so UK 18. 8-10, yeah. Um, so, like, for for in London especially, like, you'd see people going around that were, you know, in their 20s, and then suddenly they're wearing, like, really frumpy yeah, clothes. Yeah, everything's really frumpy everyone that's older and matronly. Because for a long time, everyone assumed someone who was fat or big or plus size they always assumed that had to be like a mother with four kids right they never thought you know it would be you someone who was 19 or 20 years old um and so the the fashion industry wasn't really paying attention to us and they were really focusing on obviously a certain demographic and the yeah. only people making clothing for bigger women were like the mom stores yeah, so it was like really tough yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> great <laughs> so it was really exciting to finally see brands get you know, get with it. But mm. I will say, when I started, they weren't there yet, and so my blog was really a resource for girls to say, like, how do you look so good, even yeah. though there's nothing for us? Like, where can you go? Where, what thrift stores do you go to? What do you look for in the thrift stores? Yeah. Um, what straight size stores can you shop at? And like, what can you buy that may be stretchy enough to work for you? Yeah. And um, was that sort of a time when blogging you feel like exploded anyway? Like that was just like a great time to be become a yeah, blogger. Yeah, totally. I will say, and I. I attribute a lot of my success to that. Not all of it, but I always tell people I had a really good timing with blogging. It was actually like on the cusp. It was right before I, I think blogging kind of exploded. Yeah. So I was one of the first, if not like the first real plus size style blogger in America who who pointed out her size as part of her style. Yeah. So I was like one of the first people to say like, yes, I am plus size, but I'm proud of my size. And mm. like, I'm excited to show you guys how to dress and how you can look great. Um, and now it's really, really common and really saturated but at the time that was really new yeah so that helped me a lot because you know it spread the, the word of mouth spread my blog really quickly so I was successful really quickly not monetarily yeah. but just in terms of the readership and the followers I had um, because been, it was so different it must have been amazing for people even just to know how to talk about being plus size mm. like what words to use yeah. because I'm like like anybody would probably be a bit politically like correct and a bit mm. afraid to say the wrong thing and then suddenly you're giving them all these pages and pages full of like <laughs> all the words you can say well totally well, that's the thing that's the other part of my blog was the fact that I got really into body positivity and yeah. the fact that I learned for me at least fat wasn't a bad word right and to help spread that message was cool too my blog was actually originally called Young Fat and Fabulous <laughs> um, and so it was all about like kind of taking ownership of the word fat and like yeah because so many girls use that word against each other or against themselves yeah um and so realizing that like you know the first thing you say when someone says they're fat the first thing people say is oh my god no you're not you're totally not fat it doesn't matter if you're like 500 pounds yeah i don't know what stone that is but <laughs> uh, but it doesn't matter how big you are people will stay, still say like oh my god you're not fat and right. like learning to say okay well what if i am fat what does that mean is that the end of the world yeah um jk rowling had like a great quote about that like so mm. if i'm fat does that mean is that the worst thing i can be like what about being smart and pretty and all of these other things yeah um so yeah i just 
was excited to like teach other women what I learned about body positivity and fat acceptance. It seems to be quite a um, supportive community as well. Like from what I can see, all the plus size bloggers seem to be really like really supportive of each other. You're always shouting out each other like success on yeah. Facebook and Instagram. Like, oh, I love your cover. Oh, you look totally. amazing. And it just seems like you're all really good friends, are you? Yeah. I mean, I won't say everyone's good friends, <laughs> but I will say it's like a cult. Yeah. I will say I think in general it's a great to be a part of a community in fashion that's yeah. not the mainstream way of mm. you know going about the fashion industry because I, I think being in a marginalized group of people automatically makes you a little bit more understanding of each other and empathetic and wanting to you know stick together yeah because we're all fighting the same fight which is like right. trying to get more cool clothes for plus size girls and like yeah. we also understand that we all fight these in everyday life with fighting against prejudice and what we have to go through and the stares that we get when we wear crop tops and things yeah. like that yeah so we have like this automatic acceptance of each other and friendship for each other and so mm-hmm. i think a lot of us are um friends because of that yeah. and also it's just awesome it's still very new like even though like i said i've been blogging for a while the whole concept of like being fashionable and plus size is still very new yeah. um, overall. So like so many girls are still just now finding us on Instagram and like connecting with us and yeah. we're introducing girls to this concept every day of like you can look great at your size now. Yeah. Um, so it's just amazing to see that representation. So a lot of us follow each other because of that. You know, yeah. like I want to see other girls looking great. It helps inspire yeah, me. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And so it started as the blog mm-hmm. and then it's now your full time job. So when you started it, were you, did you have a part-time job or were you doing something else to kind of pay your rent kind of well so again I, when I first started I wasn't like I had, okay. that's when I couldn't find the job right. so like yeah. I was at home like yeah. not knowing what to do with myself I had just graduated college a few months before that and so I started my blog without having a job at all mm. um, but I of course wasn't making money from it back no. then nobody was making money from blogging really um, so I'm still looking for, for work and I eventually started like substitute teaching. So yeah. I was teaching like um, tests for college in America that we have the ACT and the SAT. Right. Um, and so I was helping teach that to high school students in Detroit, um, which was fun, actually. It was yeah. one of my, it was probably my favorite job, like my favorite <laughs> real job. Yeah. That was it yeah. because I got to interact with kids and like help them learn. So that was really fun. But mm. eventually I moved to Chicago and literally... I was making, from Google ads on my blog, I was probably making maybe $200 a month, which right. is like 100 pounds yeah. a month. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was not making a lot of money. And so my mom was helping out for a while. Mm. So I definitely understand that I'm very privileged to have a mom that was helping me pay rent. I will say my rent was like 150 <laughs> pounds oh my God. a month in Chicago because I had like, two roommates. There. Yeah, I had two roommates and I had like a really shitty apartment. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it was really cheap and I was eating ramen and like dollar slices of pizza. Um, so yeah, it was, you know, I went through the struggle, yeah. I will say. Yeah. And then I was really lucky though because it was so funny, just this dichotomy and like this juxtaposition of me having a successful blog and having no money. Yeah. So I, I at the time still had a pretty successful blog it wasn't where it is now but I had a good number of followers um, and so it was just interesting to have all of these people saying oh my god I love your blog I love what you do I love your clothes and in the meantime I was like am I going to eat today I don't know maybe I'll have some soup you know not so glamorous Um, behind the scenes sort of thing I think it just goes to show how amazing 
you know, working hard at something you love is because soon after that, I got like literally three or four months after I moved to Chicago, I got a phone call from MTV asking wow. if I wanted to work with them. And so I eventually won an opportunity to be their first ever TJ, which stood for Twitter jockey. Oh, it was a social media position. Yeah. And it was like a six figure job at MTV. So they relocated me to New York and it all came just from the fact that I had such amazing followers from my blog and they saw yeah. my potential. And when you didn't have much money before the MTV thing happened, um, but your blog was still like people were going on all day, like every day, loving it. Is that a time? I know you're very open on your blog about when you have been gifted something mm-hmm. or when you've tied up with a brand on something, whether it's like a long or a short partnership. Is it easy, do you think, for people to fall into a trap at the beginning of setting up a blog when they don't have any money of just wearing gifted clothes all the time? Is that like quite a slippery slope? I think so. Back then, I will say it wasn't... I was just wearing really, really inexpensive clothing and like doing my best to dig for stuff back then. Um, I wore a lot of thrift store clothes, like a lot. So Mm -hmm. I would spend maybe $10 on an outfit or $20. Mm -hmm. So I think, again, that just says, like, if you have style, you can be stylish at any price point. But um, I got a few free things back then. Like, Mm -hmm. once in a while, uh, I would get sent stuff. But honestly, like, it was kind of before brands were really understanding the power and the influence of bloggers. So I wasn't getting, you know, boxes and boxes of clothing every day to wear. wear. A lot of my clothes back back then were just... You know, inexpensive. Yeah, <laughs> but but to answer your question, yes, I do think it's very um, tempting for bloggers only to want to wear gifted clothing, and especially now these days, with, and a lot a lot of them do not. Sorry, I'm getting distracted by these really attractive models. Walking by. <laughs> oh yeah, it's rough. I know. Yeah. It must be hard working here. Um, okay, what was I saying? They're all actually looking at you as well. This is nice. <laughs> Probably because I was staring them down like a crazy person. Um, Okay, I forgot. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get you a cold drink. Um, but do you, you would kind of recommend that if someone was starting oh, yes. up a blog now, it's kind of important to like keep your integrity yeah, in totally. that sense. I, I, I think it's really important to keep your integrity by both being careful about what you accept and how you choose to talk about it, but also just being really transparent when you get something for free. Yeah. Um, I mean, that doesn't mean you have to like talk about it over and over but that just means at the bottom or the top of your post just saying hey this was gifted or this is a sponsored post yeah or this post is in collaboration with whatever brand because i think readers trust you less when you know they find out later that you got something for free or you're promoting something and then they find out you got paid to do it yeah um yeah yeah like if someone says they're they have like I don't know. Some a lot of people do like these random diet tea promotions oh, yeah. or like wh- teeth whitening promotions, and yeah. it's just like if you find out that they got paid to do that and didn't say it, then you're not gonna trust them. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think it's just important to be careful. And so you did. You're gonna get distracted again. More models <laughs> passing. Uh, so then after after you got the MTV deal, what happened next? So I was there for a year. Yeah. Um, it wasn't my dream job <laughs> to put it. You know, yeah. nicely. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my dream job. It was a social media position, um, and it was very new. It was kind of like a let's see what happens type yeah. of thing. And I suppose even though it wasn't like in fashion and styling, 
it must have been actually a great education for you now that oh, you yeah. exist so like hugely on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Like your following is insane. You have something like two hundred and fifty thousand followers on Instagram, don't you? Like uh, two twenty-five, I think. But yeah, oh lame. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you know, that must have been a great base for you to to learn a lot about you know yeah, social I mean, media at the beginning. Yes and no. I think well, one of the reasons they asked me to work there was just because they saw my my Instagram and well, I didn't have Instagram then. My Twitter following and my Facebook engagement and stuff like that. So I think they really wanted an organic, like younger perspective when it came to social media. So I kind of was teaching them a lot too, but I did learn a lot. um, So much about corporate culture and also about, you know, like generation, our generation, um, what they call millennials. (laughs) So I think that taught me a lot. I was in a lot of business meetings and learned so much about how a big corporation works when it comes to putting out content. Mm -hmm. Um, Because before that, of course, I'd only known, you know, my little way of blogging. I didn't know what went into a a huge website like an MTV website. So that was definitely a learning experience. Yeah. and of course, like, they relocated me to New York City, which was always my dream. So, in a way, like, that in and itself was worth it for me. Yeah. Just, like, the relocation and meeting so many people. And I tried to do fashion stuff on the side. Yeah. So, while I was doing MTV, I was still running my blog. Yeah. And, you know, I was getting more and more followers because of the MTV exposure. So, that right. was great. And then... What came next? You quit that after a year? Oh, yeah, sorry. That's that was right. your original question. <laughs> it's probably the models. It's fine. <laughs> so after that, um, yeah, I did that for a year, and then I decided to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I stayed in New York for a little bit longer, and I said, you know what? Like, working at MTV wasn't my favorite thing in the world, but if I if I didn't like working there, there's no way I would like working at any other office. Like, right. that was the conclusion I came to. Yeah. So it was like, this is my chance. Like, I my blog isn't in a place where I think... I can really monetize it and see what happens, and I'm going to give myself a year right. if I can last, you know, and see if I can do it full time. And yeah. if I can make my rent full time for a year, then I'll stick with it. That's a really good, yeah, really good so strong plan. That, at that point, I was making a little bit more from advertisements, yeah. and I had paid sponsored things like posts once in a while. It still yeah. was not consistent, yeah, but it was enough to kind of scrape by. Um, and that's what I did for another year. I literally just scraped by. Uh, I moved to Chicago. A uh, few months, well, I'd say about eight months after MTV. Yeah. And I had been full-time blogging that entire time. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I'm not making enough to really live in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. Why am I paying crazy rent prices? Yeah. My, I had a boyfriend who I met before MTV who was back in Chicago. We were long right. distance. And I was like, I want to go move to be back with him. It's way yeah. cheaper there. So that's what I did. And I kept blogging and um, supported myself that way. And mm-hmm. I got signed to an agency not long after. Right. Um, and from then on, like things just kind of skyrocketed in terms of my ability to actually turn my blog and my passion into something that could sustain me and could yeah. you know actually make me some money and do you think um oh so after that then you started doing some swimwear collaborations mm-hmm. which I suppose is actually quite unusual for a plus size blogger and personality <laughs> to you know to go into a bikini yeah. like that must have been well, first of all quite brave and you're probably one of the first people to do it so yeah. were you approached by those brands and like, how did it go from there? Yeah, so again, a lot of my content on my blog was about body positivity yeah. and like not being afraid to show your skin. Yeah. And also kind of rejecting all of these outdated rules about what plus-size plus girls are allowed to wear and what they should wear and what they should cover up. Yeah. It's about kind of like starting over and mm. forgetting all of that stuff. So um, I had shown myself wearing a bikini... Uh, 
for I think two years on my blog mm. and they had done so well like they almost went viral the second year that I did it just on my own mm. um, I decided to put together a gallery of girls wearing bikinis because the year before had been so successful I was like you know what I want to show people that I'm not the only one doing this yeah and so I, I asked my community like send me pictures of yourself in a bikini and I put together a gallery of plus size girls of all different shapes and sizes small Brilliant. and big um, rocking it and so yeah. that went really viral and I, I was on like Good Morning America and all these huge networks on yeah. in, in, in the US yeah. and it just had such a hugely positive response that mm. um, I kind of was known as like quote unquote the fat kini girl I was like the girl in the bikini mm. and I was kind of everywhere I was in the Daily Mail of course they always love anything <laughs> related to fat people but anyway um, I was in just like all of this stuff and so yeah. Because of that, I was, I mean, I assume it was because of that, I was contacted a few months later by a U.S. retailer online mm-hmm. um, called Swimsuits for All, and they asked if I'd be interested in collaborating with them on a capsule collection. So I did that really quickly. It was a really fast turnaround. In yeah. three months, I went from designing to, like, it being out, and yeah. it just was insane. Like, the Meaning. response was crazy. It sold out in, like, two days. Um, the website crashed. A lot of girls were really mad because they couldn't get it, and oh, they thought they got them. it. So it just created so much buzz around, like, oh, my God, yeah. these girls actually want this product, and yeah. nobody had thought plus-size girls wanted bikinis because yeah. everyone thought we wanted to cover up. Yeah. But when they saw the amount of sales I was able to do... Everybody was really impressed, not just the company I was working for, but like also the greater community. And I think all yeah. of the different plus size brands out there yeah. were really listening because the first years when I started doing bikinis on my blog, it was really hard for me to even find one. Like right. really, really tough. I had were they to, quite like mumsy and they weren't mumsy, but weird. that's because like for instance, the one I wore that went viral. Um, that was from a straight size website. Right. I just happened to like fit into their largest size. Yeah, so. It was cute, but it was very rare to find it. it was, like, yeah. Other girls were like, how did you find this? What can I do? And I knew other girls wearing bikinis at the time were literally taking one-piece suits and, like, cutting them up and, like, making their own. Whoa. Yeah, so it was, like, almost impossible to find a cute bikini in plus sizes. And literally yeah. the year after my stuff went viral, all of a sudden you could find a plus-size bikini at every retailer. It was insane. That must feel amazing to see people. It does. It was crazy. People, you know, to, to see the market now, like, getting nice I and I mean, full it's huge. Things. Like, it's only been three years and in the last three years the plus size bikini market has exploded like they're everywhere like you can't I've everyone's making them now every indie brand is making them now yeah I mean it's awesome and like girls send me pictures all the time they're not even wearing necessarily my designs but Mm. they just send me pictures in bikinis like oh my god thank you so much because of you like now I'm able to go to the beach and I feel good in my my skin so it's really awesome that must be lovely like every day really to to feel real um, gratification, you know, from yeah. all your feedback from everybody. Oh my god, so you. much! I've I've done a lot of different projects and things in my life, but yeah. like nothing feels better than seeing girls wearing my bikinis and like feeling great. That's yeah. still the best feeling ever. Yeah, I bet. And so, if someone what like we want to give you know inspiration, and we want people to feel equipped if they want to set up their own thing and maybe it's not blogging maybe it's designing whatever they want to do would you have any advice for somebody starting now Mm -hmm. like not at the beginning of the blogging revolution (laughs) like is there do you think that people can exist as brands just on social media Mm -hmm. do you think what advice would you give for kind of our girls yeah totally I mean in some ways the timing thing helped me but I think in so many ways it was harder because I faced so many obstacles starting back then like nobody got it 
it. No, everyone underestimated us. Nobody really realized that bloggers were a thing. Yeah. Um, and obviously, once they did realize, it was great. But there was a, so many years of just struggling and like not really being understood, which was fine because I didn't start it, you know, to be a career. But yeah. it's cool that it became one. But I see girls who can start now, and like because some of us in the beginning kind of paved the way. Yeah. Now brands are like looking everywhere on social media for girls to work with. Yeah. I bet. So like they didn't have that those years of like no one paying attention to them yeah but that's okay i think that's great like i think that that's how you know success works and that's how things work i think girls still have to work really hard but the great thing is i do think it's possible for you to get online now start yeah. an instagram account and like you can literally be successful within a year you it's know? not too late no it's totally not too late yeah um i think it's difficult to get noticed it can be but like at the same time with the advent of the internet and like social media and hashtags like it's totally possible yeah um do you saw like a gap in the market? Yeah. With, like not necessarily for product you did as well, but originally as a resource mm-hmm. and like some information and a place to speak. Do you think that there like what do you think is a is a good thing for people to kind of capitalize on now? Do you think there's still anything that isn't being represented? Do you think there's, you know, a plus size equivalent that needs yeah. that needs well, some love? Totally. I don't, I can't say at the top of my head what it is, but I just know in general when, when girls ask me for advice, I always say, come back to whatever it is that you're trying to sell. Is it yourself? Is it your blog? Is it a product? Whatever it is, that's what needs to be amazing first and foremost. And that's like the biggest thing, like the biggest takeaway from my own journey Yeah, is that... I think my blog content was really different and really good. Yeah. And that's what set me apart from everything at the time. And that's why things picked up so quickly in terms of like getting a following. Um, Because I think so many girls these days are just trying to sell like they have Instagram boutiques with the same dresses you can find on, you know, a different girl's Instagram boutique. So I'm like, what are you offering that's different? Right. Yeah. Um, There are so many things you can do to market yourself these days. There are so Mm -hmm. many great keys for SEO and all these search engine things. And Mm -hmm. yes, all of that's important. But like at the end of the day, what is your product is it good is your content great like that's what I always tell girls to focus on because I'm not a business major I can't mm. tell you all of the you know things you can do there are a lot of articles and books out there that I'm sure can yeah but what you really can focus on now and really fine-tune is your product and even though it might take years to get the attention you want yeah once you get that attention it will go so quickly because you focus so much on making sure whatever you're putting out there is great and unique yeah and yeah. unique and different and like whether that's a blog or you know a clothing boutique or something else you just want to make sure you're offering something that's like not the same as everyone else that's really important to me so yeah yeah. and what's next for you you seem extremely ambitious and you're making (laughs) us all feel very bad about ourselves in comparison not at all (laughs) um i have so many things that i want to do in my in my life that's i'm hoping is just the beginning i um really want to start my own clothing line that's my ultimate goal so Mm -hmm. it's something i'm trying to work up work on now mm-hmm. um, but we'll see I've been saying that for again a few years but that's because <laughs> going back to my own advice I want to make it good yeah. I've had a lot of offers I bet to do things that to me aren't worth it like yeah. I have a brand and a name at this point and so I know people have very high expectations of what I want to put out of what I will put out Yeah. so when I get to the point where it's actually happening I want to make sure it's good and it's what I want um, and that you're staying true yeah, to Gabby Fresh yeah so if that takes a, a little bit longer that's okay with me as long as whatever I actually end up producing is amazing and something I would like 
Um, and then other than that, I really actually have so many different unrelated dreams. Like, I, I really want to eventually work in movies. Um, I would love to be a movie producer and or director. So I'm, like, doing that on the side right now. Um, and then after that, this is crazy that I have my whole life in my head planned out. I love but eventually, it. like, literally in maybe 20 years, I want to open my own, like, health spa. And like, wow. I know. I have, like, a really big interest in, like like natural health and mm -hmm. stuff like that so um, that's kind of like my third career in the back of my mind then presumably president <laughs> of the United oh, yeah, States no yeah. not at all but I wouldn't be against it too much stress I'm going to stick to giving people massages <laughs> well thank you so much you're you. such an inspiring person to talk to oh my god thank you I had so much fun oh it's great to meet you thanks you so much and that was Gabby's big idea Tune in next week for more Big Idea Inspiration and don't forget to subscribe on Acast, iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Bye! As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.